Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 35 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We're so glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and small group coaching and one-on-one customized coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking, in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro for the po- uh, intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. I'm good to be here once again. Okay, our topic this week, shoot, just before Black History Month starts next week on February 1st, is critical race theory and the 1619 Project. But first, we have to talk a few minutes about the awful video that came out this week about the beating death of a black man in Memphis, Tennessee, by five black police officers. The video, which I have, which I cannot watch, but I have been told, is very, very disturbing. And it's three minutes long. Relatively, the video of Rodney King, which is the first video of a police beating that was ever, or we've ever seen in this kind of context, was one minute long. And both, and for Rodney King and for Tyrus Nelson, both of those the, the, this, the stops were unnecessary. And as a matter of fact, the Memphis police said that the traffic stop for which they beat this young man was an unnecessary traffic stop that started this whole thing. And the five Mem- Memphis police officers who, in one way or the other, were all involved in beating this young man, well, they beat him, they took him, took him to the hospital, and he died three days later after the beating. All of them have been fired already, and all of them have been arrested or in holding, waiting for further charges. And, you know, a lot of times this doesn't happen. They might put the police officer on death duty or something like that while they investigate. The video was so damning for these police officers. They did, the Memphis Police Department didn't even wait. They, as soon as they saw it, they rounded up those five police officers who are all black and put them into uh, jail and arrested them and put them in the jail. My first thought is, you know the kind of people that you've run into in jail or you've heard the kind of people that you've run into in jail. Where I think when some, some of the brothers find out that these police officers killed another brother, it's not going to be good for those police. They don't like police officers, period. They already know. Well, I mean, what, what I'm saying okay, is, yeah, well, the word, the word is already the, the re- word is already out. Yeah. So these police officers, first of all, in jail they don't like police officers. Period. But when they find out that a black that 
black police officers beat this young brother to death for nothing. I'm more than likely they're going to put them in separate holding. Yeah, they, they probably will they're, have they're to. Not, they're not going to put them in because that would be a death sentence. If right. In general, if they put them in, in general, popul- general, pop, general mm-hmm. population, they'd be dead the next day. Right, right. So we're going to keep on this story. As we are recording this, they are releasing the, the, the entire three-minute video. They're asking for calm. The family asked for protests, peaceful protests, and everyone is asking for calm. And believe it or not, they upped the security around the Capitol building. Like the Capitol building has anything to do with this. But so this will be a continuing story, at least for these next few days, right after this video was released. So keep keep watching and keep listening. And we might talk about this again next week after we know more information. One thing I want to uh, add Again, if I can, real quick, is I, I did a, my piece last week, you know, it was called Defund the Police, about defunding the police. Right, right. And once again, I would ask if you can just take a look at that. In that column, I did talk about the, the, cause the overwhelming number of times when black, you know, men are killed or beaten is by white police officers. Right. But th- what happened today, that needs to be draw just as much outrage, mm-hmm. et cetera, because what I'm talking about, even though it is white police officers who are using, that usually happens, the real the focus here is on the police department. Right, and right. Why and why? What de- defining the police mean does not mean abolish all police departments. It's the what, culture. It's the culture. It's the culture. But it's also reallocating funds. Right. Because even many police officers say they are not equipped to handle all the calls. We need more money going into the social services with the professionals who are equipped to handle a lot of these calls, better equipped right. than the police officers. Of course, the, per- the pushback comes, number one, because it's the blue wall, but also because it's money. Right. They don't want to lose that money and have to go somewhere else. But again, like I said, I think... And, and I, I'll put the link in the show notes yeah. to that previous article. One thing that I, I was watching MSNBC just before we started, and uh, there was a black person, black man, who uh, was comment. He was a commenter just before they started the, the video and he said that he he was a victim of police brutality before he joined the police force and he said because they specifically asked him how is this, is is this different because it's the police officers are black killing a black man and he said from what i have studied and what i've learned for my 30 years on the police force the blue wall is more than the black wall yes, sometimes yes, and yes. so this is what we're going to, this is what we're going to find out but we did want to mention that so that uh, we can let you know to keep listening for this story because it the, the the video is horrible. What happened to this young man was horrible. The Memphis police e- police department immediately said that the traffic stop that initiated all that was totally unnecessary. And like you said, we'll, we'll just move on to our regular topic probably now because we may even next week. Well, whenever, yeah, whenever, some, whenever, mm-hmm. depending, we'll see. But that's a whole episode. Right, right, right. It's still breaking and news is still coming out about that. Right, exactly, exactly. So our first topic is critical race theory or how it is abbreviated CRT. And I wanted to talk about this particularly because I am an educator. I am an educator first and foremost. And I'm just like with the phrase or with the word woke, it has been taken over by the extreme right wing and turned into some a CRT and turned into something that it is not. Woke has been in the black lexicon since the 40s. Since the 40s. Man, are you woke? That means are you aware of what's going on? And then later on, woke mean woke woke was started to mean you know are you aware of what's going on? People, how are people supposed to behave? Do you know that racism has been around for the whole the whole time that America has been around and what's been happening? Now, what critical race theory? Well, what the right wing has turned it into is anything Black history. 
anything black history. And that is so totally wrong. Critical race theory is a course that started in the 1980s. It is taught only in PhD courses and in law schools. And what it is, is that it talks about the legal, that's why it's taught in law school, the the legal analysis based on the premise that race is not a natural, biologically grounded feature, but a socially constructed, that means it was invented, a social construct category that is used to oppress people of color. Critical race theory holds that racism is inherent in the laws and legal institutions of the United States as they function to create and maintain social, economic, and political inequalities between whites and non-whites, particularly African Americans. Like I said, this is a theory. That's why it's called critical race theory. Theories are taught as theories. In This doesn't even go to a master's degree, now, much less undergrad, much less K-12. Critical race theory is only taught in law schools and PhD courses, but the radical white, radical white right wing has turned it into anything that has to do with blackness, anything that has to do with black history, anything that has to talk about racism. They call it CRT and they don't want it it taught. It's not even taught to children. And that's what I'm saying. It's not taught to right. children. Right. Well, that's why I'm saying it's taught in PhD programs and law schools. Below PhD is master's degree. It's not taught in master's programs. Below master's is undergrad. It's not taught in undergrad. Below undergrad is K through 12. It's not taught in grade uh, K through 12. It's only taught in PhD. Those are the highest levels, PhDs and law schools. But they have turned it around to say CRT is anything that has to do with race that makes white people feel uncomfortable. And it's also been a launching pad now to start for criminalizing courses that are taught to young exactly, people. Exactly, exactly. Especially uh, in Florida. Especially in Florida mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Uh, Gov- Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is now, make, is now pushing during this stuff Martin Luther King courses about Martin Luther King, mentions the Martin Luther King, black history, etc. Cannot even be and if those and, and if books, not only on black history or n- any non-white history, but also LGBT books are found in a school library or a classroom library, like I kept in my class... You, the teachers can be charged with a felony, right, right. So t- a felony. So teachers are now worried, don't, don't want to teach what needs to be taught. But again, whether like I said, this all this stemmed from the outrage, the quote unquote outrage about critical race theory and misdirecting it because they knew. Right. The folks who started, they knew where it was. Right. But this was something they could jump on to say, this is a good chance for us to start removing Removing history from history. Right, you know, right. They want, you know, whitewashing history so that they can have what's taught. They want to have control what is taught. And and, and and speaking of states, in Virginia, the Republican governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, he wants in the schools, he's trying to make a law that the only continents that count in world history are Europe and North America. And that's, part, that's, that's how fascism begins. Again, when you start talking about, when you manipulate the facts and when you teach... History, as you see, erase what you don't want taught and recreate. I mean, Putin is doing the same thing when 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 he's broadcasting to the people complete lies about what's going on mm-hmm. with the war, right? Because they they don't want you to know the truth. They want you to react to what's 
what they say is happening. Mm -hmm. So that's what the, that comes down to the real battle that's happening now. Right. Do we want the truth versus the manufacturer? And and and, and talk about manufacturing. Talking about the only two continents. Now there are seven continents. One of them is Antarctica, of course. Mm -hmm. But of the other six continents, Governor Yunkin is supposed to, is is trying to say only Europe and North America. And in North America, we're only talking about Canada and the United right, States. Right. We're not talking about Mexico, which is part of North America. Right. Certainly not South America. Certainly not Africa. Not Asia. No other, and, and, and he has said this, the only continents that count are North America, not counting Mexico, and Europe. And this is what he wants taught in the, in the Virginia school system. Because, because the truth is a complete threat to them. The fact that Africa is the cradle of civilization destroys everything because what, they are, what the Republican Party has become is a white nationalist organization. White, Christo-fascist nationalist. Right. And they and that white supremacist crystal. Okay. I want to get that. Okay. White supremacist crystal fascist. Okay, mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is, is that they are that what they are trying to turn the country into. They have to, in order to do that, they have to erase right all the truth. They have to erase South America. They have to erase the you know the history of South America, the history of Mexico, the history of Africa, mm -hmm. the history of of Native America. All of that has to be erased because what the truth about where where civilization started, the contributions, mm -hmm. they, all that that steers the boat in the wrong direction right. for them. This has to be this has to be completely in their mind. Corrected, and also it goes along with what we've seen, particularly with with, with white European leaders in other countries like South Africa, mm -hmm. where they're the minority. Everybody knows worldwide white people are, are the in the minority. minority. Are the minority, mm -hmm. but the lead who's leading them, right? When, even though white people are the minority, you look at South Africa. Blacks have always been the majority, mm -hmm. but it was the Dutch Boers, etc., who took over South Africa and ran it. colonialism. Even so, as we obviously slavery. So this whole and it always comes with destroying the culture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so this is part of a trend that this has been going on forever to wipe out the history of a civilization and people for for the ruler, the the dominant people who want to take things over. And and we'll we'll probably get into this probably sometime in Black History Month, but talking about black as black as a social construct. Until the 14 and 1500s, there blacks were not considered inferior. People, especially white people these days, say, oh, I don't see color. Well, back in the 14th and 15th century, they really didn't see color. It was only until they decided they needed blacks for, from Africa for labor that they decided to dehumanize them. Well, there was slavery. There were slaves in Greece and Roman, but that was a different kind of slavery. Those were usually because of they lost in the war and all of that. And you could, you could buy your way out of it. And they were treated more as servants than slaves. For the most part, when you hear about slaves in Greece and Rome, you're talking more like servants. And, and they, they got into that position because their country or tribe lost a war. Mm -hmm. So we, we just want to keep you apprised about CRT because the, the more white people feel that they are being threatened, because, threatened with losing their top position, the harder they're going to fight against this. And as a matter of fact, right now, talking about Ben Crump, who's the lawyer for everybody, he and uh, some students, right? <laughs> he and some people in Florida are suing DeSantis because because DeSantis just a couple of weeks ago decided that an AP a, a advanced placement course on African American history was not was illegal according to Florida law, and it didn't have any educational value anyway, according to him. 
So we have to continue and continue to fight this. And as you know, in this podcast and then we are speaking, we're going to continue to talk about this. But that's what our, that's part of what our topic was for today. And the other, and speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of African American history, if, if you get, I think it's on Hulu and, and somewhere else. Uh, this, Go ahead. Uh, the 1619 Project, it's going to be six episodes. And the 1619 Project, of course, as soon as that came out, it was, uh, ba- it was, it was demeaned. And Donald Trump said, no, we need a 1776 Project. And the thing about, you all let Keith talk about where, why it's called the 1619 Project. Yeah, it's called the 1619 Project. Well, first of all, it was, it was developed by Nicole Hannah-Jones, who's a reporter for the New York Times. Right. And she won the Pulitzer for mm-hmm. that. And the six, and it's called the 1619 Project or, because, as um, Ben mentioned, 1776. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to say that was the beginning of the country. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was 1619. That's right. when the first slave was brought over. Mm-hmm. First, right. Not first one, but the first... Slave ship, and 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 and, and I got because I, I always correct people that they weren't slaves until they got here when they were captured because they said we the, the the saying is slaves weren't brought over from Africa, Africans were brought over to the Americas and turned into slaves. Right, so exactly, so they so that was when the first uh, group. Both, group group of Africans you know you know from the continent were brought over and then so so specifically, specifically to be to be slaves, slaves you know, mm-hmm. so they so they were brought over and. That the purpose of the project essentially is to correct, you know, or to add to the history. To add it's to the history. Like, it's not like nothing was there before, or right. all of the history before was all incorrect. Right. It's to, it's to add, and history is is done that way. History, they're all history is always evolving. People learn things, other mm-hmm. things are learned, things are unearthed. Probably people love uh, other things uh, are found out mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. and people begin to find out that this didn't quite happen the way you thought. Right. That's the purpose of historians to go back. That's why it's not just one person doing the history. Exactly, and the whole the whole premise behind sixteen nineteen. If you're going to talk about American history, they always talk about the Pilgrims and all of that, all everything that happened in the United States before the United States declared independent from Britain. They talk about everything else that happened there, but for Black people in America. 1619 is where our history in this country started, even though it was not yet a country. Well, it wasn't yet a country for anybody else either. You know, and I, and the thing of it is, is that with is it's where our, the history for Black people began, but it's really where the history of this country, right, you know, the modern day, right. You know, obviously, wasn't where it began for the Native Americans, mm-hmm. but but for the for modern United States, that's where it began, right. And and what. And again, we're talking about how many they want to change the history. Those who are the, uh, the white, I said white crystal fest, I just say white supremacists, abbreviated. But, but when they want to change the history of the country or uh, abolish the history, it's erase because, it. It's, right. And erase it, it. Erase it because, because of the six things like the 1619 mm-hmm. Project, mm-hmm. because of what Nicole Hannah Jones did in that phenomenal uh, series. And but what I'm so glad is being brought to, to Hulu. Because we're becoming more and more of a visual society, lets people mm-hmm. read, so people are able to see it visually. But is that the entire United States? And I talked a little about this last week. The country doesn't want to face the fact. First of all, they don't want to face the horrors of slavery, and this effort has been going on for a long right uh, from uh, from before uh, seventeen seventy six before to erase what happened and mm-hmm. all things that have happened. African Americans have they try to erase. Mm-hmm. But the country was built on slavery and on hatred. The United States of America today would not exist without racism. That is the foundation of the United States, is racism. Because the earliest crop, where they say cotton was king, tobacco came mm-hmm. after that, but tobacco, but cotton is the, was the main crop. Cotton was the economic engine that built the United States. We picked the cotton. 
Right. African African people, I say, I say enslaved people, people stolen from Africa to bring over enslaved first, Africans over, were brought over to America to pick the cotton. Be, and 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 number one, no one reason why slaves were brought because they tried enslaving other people they couldn't take. Right. Right. They yeah. tried to enslave the Native Americans yeah. first, first, but but this was their country, and they were able to, for the most part, run away. Run away and then they had the indentured servants so, that they brought over from Europe. And but indentured servitude, you could buy your way out of it in seven years. Right. And these were criminals and, and things like that. And so their crime was to come over here and, and work in servitude, but that was not the same, same as slavery. Thing, which, which interesting. No, that's, that's how Australia was founded. Exactly. Modern day, you know, exactly. The, 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 um, the, the history of it was just a few days ago right. when they brought the first, 1788, I believe it was. Right, because a book called Fatal Shore mm-hmm. details that about that once that was founded by, you know, by criminals because they didn't want to. It was a penal colony. It was a penal colony because they didn't want to see him on the street. Right. That's right. That's right. Simpson Wells. That's a whole other discussion. But that's what. But that exactly is why 1619 people need people need to be brought face to face with the reality that this is what that it had it not been for racism the brutality of slavery and the brutality of the enslavers there would not be the United States as we know it I right mean, who knows about what what else could have happened had they not done that but the the United States as we know it right. is basically built on top of bones and bones and blood is what we're built on top of and the and the struggle is to keep that from getting out rather than to face it. and the more and more it gets pushed back mm-hmm. it comes back bigger and worse because right. it won't because it won't be buried it right. won't stay still right. it won't stay still so so tell us a little bit more about how Hannah Nicole Jones came up with this with the idea for the 16 month and why she well we talk about why she named it that yeah, way yeah i think the reason why well, I've, I've got a little bit just a couple of graphs well i think cuz i think it's it's good here from from wikipedia but it gives a little bit and i'll talk freeform after that. But so the 1619 Project is a long-form journalism endeavor developed by Nicole Hannah-Jones, writes from the New York Times and the New York Times Magazine, which, quote, aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of the United States national narrative, which is what we're talking about. Right. The first publication from the project was New York, and then it goes on from there. But that's that's the, what really set people off. Except you have to mm. just just step back mm. a minute. She was working for the New York Times at the right. time, and at, at, the, at the time that she came up with this idea, right. and the New York Times promoted this and support support is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. Supported her doing all of this research because it took a lot of research and a lot of time, a lot of pulling together, a lot of things. So it's very important that it came out in the New York Times magazine first, just like Roots. The right. book was serialized in Playboy magazine yep. first. So it's important to realize that because that realized that it was supported and financed initially by a mainstream journalism. And place. it's so important also because, number or two things. One, as a journalist, is, I mean, I always take my hat off, even if sometimes we get things wrong. That, but but this is a journalist that did this. Right. You know, when people turn out know, truck trash, et cetera, and it was also the New York Times, there are not many, especially now, right. many journalistic news organizations that could, there are not many journalistic organizations that could handle this right. sort of thing. Right. You know, or would. Or would want to take it on. But that's what's so critical. There's some who can take it on, and so that, and that's, the fact that they would take this on, the fact that they would, would be willing to take this on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and they, but that's what's so important about it. So this is what we wanted to talk about today because it's it, this is the weekend before Black History Month starts. So we wanted to do some framing before we talk about Black History Month all next month and in the what's going on in the black community here in 
the United States. And so that's why we talked about critical race theory, because we're going to be hearing a whole lot more about that. And also about the 1619 Project, because we want to make sure, because it's available in the book, it's available in audio, it's available on Kindle. But uh, to turn it into a movie, just like Roots was turned into a movie. 40 years ago, uh, Roots came on TV. LeVar Burton talked about that and how he looked 40 years ago. This was his first acting job. He played Kunta Kinte. So all of this is intertwined. And as we fight these, continue, continue, continue to fight these battles with what is right now the majority population here, in the United States, we have to continually fight to keep these things not only front of mind, but also the truth about them, the truth about what's happening with police brutality, the truth of what's happening with, with teaching black, black history and black education. And the 1619 Project is part of that. So this is what we're going to talk about this week. Keep keep an eye out for uh, more on cr- critical race theory, because especially me as an educator, I'm going to keep talking about this and keep talking about this. I tell people all the time that when I was in school, in an elementary school, the only black person that we were taught about was Dr. George Washington Carver. And what they taught, excuse me, what they taught us was a lie. They taught us that he invented peanut butter. He did not invent peanut butter. And I'll put the link in the show notes. He, inv- he, he invented more than 300 uses for the peanut. But the peanut, but peanut butter was, um, invented by other people. And I'll put the link in the show notes. But that was the only person that we were taught about. Only black person. We weren't taught about Ralph Bunch. We weren't taught about the first doctor who did an open heart surgery. We weren't taught any of that. When I was in elementary school, it was Dr. George Washington Carver and Africa in, ju- in the jungle. That was it. Right, right, right. same thing. And, and when I was in school, I remember our history book in, in, uh, in junior high school. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a picture of mm-hmm. a slave picking cotton. Right. And the book was very thick. Mm-hmm. But there were about one or two pages. And that was to talk about slave. That was it. I mean, they, they just... All like most black people, my generation, my generation of our, we learned what we learned about history, uh, from oh, going to slavery up to Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, etc. Learned on our own. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I learned it from my parents, my grandparents. Church groups, youth groups, that's where we learned it. It was away from school, except for my great fourth, uh, fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Pearl Clegg. I always have to lift her up because she was the, she was the outlier in, in terms of, of, of teaching us about black history and African history. And I just thought about that. It was really funny. In fourth grade, we also had a class called auditorium class because it met in the auditorium and it was supposed to teach us about culture. You know what we learned in auditorium class? About the Greeks. And the Greek gods. Meanwhile, then we went to Mrs. Clay's social studies class, and she said, okay, hold on a second. There's more to history than that. But that was the only way that we learned it. And so, right, the whole year was about Greeks and the Greek gods and all that. And, and it was funny because in fourth grade, at that time, we were supposed to learn about, we were supposed to learn about Greece. We were supposed to learn about Athens and Sparta, Spartaca. Spartaca, that, Sparta, Sparta. Sparta. Yeah, Athens and Sparta. And we did in fourth grade. I can still, she put, she put all of that in the first six weeks of school. <laughs> so she could say, I taught them about Athens and Sparta. The rest of the year, we learned the real history of the world, the real history of Africa, the real history of black people. And I say, but if you don't have a teacher like that, or these days, if you are a teacher like that, and you're teaching in places like Florida, where they can charge you with a felony no. for right. teaching the truth about history. Oh, no, 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 no. You'll hear more about that from, from about CRT, about the 1619 Project, and about a lot of things about black people for next, for the um, next few weeks during Black History Month. 
So look forward to thank you, thank you for listening. Look in the show notes for the links, and then we will talk to you next week. Yeah, talk to you next week.